0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, and I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer, and I bring you greetings from on high. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God. What a righteous and holy God. He is worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. (laughs) Oh my God, I am so grateful to be in the presence of the Lord. I thank him for another day. I thank him for the opportunity to come before his people and to celebrate his glory. What a glorious God. We don't come to God in our own vainglory, but we come before him because we trust him, because we depend on him. Our dependence is on God and all things. Amen. So, as we continue to journey through this 21-day fasting period, I want to admonish you to just celebrate God. I want to encourage you that no matter what your situation or circumstance is, that God is able to do just what he said he will do. God can do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can think or even imagine. God can do all things but fail. He's not going to fail you. (laughs) I know it looks bad. I know it looks like you're going to fall, but God said, I'm right here to catch you. I'm going to hold you up because we're going to make it through. My God, in this season, I thank and praise God for victory. <laughs> I thank him for drawing us closer to him, for more intimacy, for enhancing and improving our relationship with him. Oh, what a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. I thank God that in the year of 2022, he exposed himself to us. showed Showed us who he was. He said, I'm going to show you my identity by how I entreated my original people. My God, my God. What an awesome God. He's such a mighty God. He's so righteous and so holy. Well, we're going to continue with this fasting. And if you have not yet listened to the guidance and the instruction as we got into the fast, I want you to go back. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to the instruction that God has given us. We are on a 21-day fast and we determined to do the Daniel's fast. The Daniel's fast and the Daniel's fast, for those of you who are not familiar with it. The Daniel's fast is biblically based. (laughs) Look at that talk. It is biblically based in the book of Daniel. You can find the Daniel's fast. And this is the fast that we determined that we would use because it gives us a great model to follow. It gives us a great model to to follow, and it is extremely effective. It is effective in our lives. We've tried it. We've done it, and God has moved in a mighty way, and it is extremely effective, and it is spiritually focused. It allows us to be bodily disciplined, and it focuses on the purification of the body and the soul. This is one of the most commonly referred to fasts throughout the body of Christ. And many have their own interpretation of the fast. Yet in the book of Daniel, we saw that there were two different times, and I want you to go back and read it. Remember I told you. That for the most part, we are biblically illiterate. We too oftentimes take others' word for it. But this, you could take prophet's word. You just go and back it up and read it for yourself. But in the book of Daniel, we find that there were two different times where the prophet Daniel fasted. So Daniel 1 states that he only ate vegetations or vegetables. I don't know what's going on with this tongue this morning. And water. So the first fast, he only ate vegetables and water. And in Daniel 10, it didn't state the specific foods that he ate, But it does state that he ate no rich, no rich, meaning choice foods. So those are the foods that we love to eat, as well as no meat nor wine. He didn't consume any wine. So the Bible tells us in Daniel 10 that he ate no rich foods. And so our interpretation of that is any choice foods, those things that we love the most. So based on those two scriptures, this is where we are defining the type of fast that we are doing together. Amen. Amen. But there's no uh, rigid formula of how we ought to fast when we're doing the Daniel's fast. I want you to develop a relationship with God during this time. Get into his presence. Rely on his word to feed you as you go through the fast. And I know that temptation is going to present itself. I know that we're going to desire meats. And by the way, how many of y'all know that what we eat is killing us? (laughs) A lot of us need a a detox and a reset. I don't know what's been going on with me, but I'm telling you, my taste buds and, and tolerance for meats has begun to decline and I get so disgusted with chicken and beef and ugh, especially hamburger meat. Anything ground up, it just, it, it, it disgusts me. I can't even really eat it without becoming nauseous, so I don't know what's going on with my body. But I do know when I had my baby, Mary, uh, I, I had a transition like that and I could no longer eat beef and Especially not ground beef. It, it every once in a while, but I just got so disgusted that I never went back. Never went back. So I see that something is happening. So I'm trying to find uh, a protein-rich, a, a um, nutritious uh, diet. Nutritious. I don't know what's going on with this tongue of mine this morning, um, but so that I can supplement some of the things that, uh, you know, I, I don't readily get, you know, the irons and 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 calcium and all of that stuff uh, that I I would need to get that normally we get from um, our meats and, and, you know, the calcium coming from the milks and stuff like that that I don't drink. But trying to find that balance, but during this period, Uh, The fasting is more than just the um, abstaining from foods and abstaining from uh, different drinks. It's about intimacy with God. So develop a prayer, a specific prayer time, a time that you and you alone go into the presence of your God and begin to commune with him. Just rest and bask in his presence. I don't like to tell people how to relate to God because our relationships with God are so individually unique to our own experience with him. I liken it to, you know, when 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 we have parents, and I thank God. I'm telling you, I'm so grateful to God for giving me the gift of experiencing natural parents so that I can see his love demonstrated through them in the physical. But it's like having a parent and one having a relationship, I mean, a parent with multiple children and one having a relationship that is this type and another having a relationship that is this type. Oftentimes, I would see how my siblings would interact with my parents. And, and and on many occasions, while my parents were the same people to everybody, they had different types of relationships based on the personalities of my siblings. And so there were some that I thought were, you know, fairly disrespectful to my parents. And, and to be honest, they were... <laughs> but those were their children. and so the the way that they related to them, that was between them. So long as it didn't bring any physical harm, um, you know to my parents. It had nothing to do with me. and I had no right to usurp their relationship and how they related to each other. I could not prescribe how. They interact with each other because that was their relationship. Same thing with God, same thing with God. Now I can give you some pointers on how I relate to him. And, and similarly with my siblings who struggle in certain areas of their relationship uh, with my parents, I can tell you what worked for me. <laughs> but as we continue, Uh, along uh, these 21 days, we're in day four, I would admonish you, set aside some time to go and just bask in his presence. Set the atmosphere with praise and worship so that you can just usher in the, the presence of the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. And allow God to expose himself to you, to have an encounter with him that will fuel you throughout your day. (laughs) I like to go before the Lord early in the morning and commune with him throughout the day and late at night to thank him and praise him and honor him for all of the things that he has done. How many of you know that the more you praise him, the more he'll bless you. The more you sacrifice and give of your time with him, the more you will operate and flow in the overflow of his glory. <laughs> it's something about knowing Jesus and being in his presence. I'm telling you, God is a great God. And he is greatly to be praised. Now we are continuing to seek God and we are being deliberate and specific with our prayers. As we continue through this 21-day fast, we want to lay the foundation for 2023. We want to hear from God's strategies and we want to hear from God instruction We want to know and understand his secrets and his plans so that we can walk lockstep and in sync with his will as we go into 2022. I mean, 23. My God. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We are so far away from 1999. We are in 2022. And Entering into 2023. So much is going on in this world. And I thank God that he chose us for such a time as this to show that his hand is on our lives. And when I tell you we're going to start strong and finish strong, some of us been so beaten up in 2022, I'm telling you, we don't even know what to do towards the end of this year, I thought I wouldn't even make it over. Fell into such a depression. I'm telling you, I got so down. I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling with certain things simply because I believe that there's a hormonal thing happening uh, physically to my body. I'm getting older. So my body decided, I guess I'm probably going through menopause, but all of this dot 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 that it's doing, this Morris Cold uh, uh, (laughs) cycle is getting on my nerves. But nonetheless, I've been there so I can relate, I've struggled. Had the worst pain of my entire life. Lost my mother at the beginning of this year. Under constant attack on my job, I'm telling you, they just don't want God to be great in me. (laughs) Turn away from everything sacrificed it all and said, God, I will pick up my cross and follow you and do what you have called me to do in this season. And I'm telling you as much as I determined that I was going to do what God called me to do. That's just how intense those attacks came. So I understand. But I want to encourage you. I'm telling you, we're going to we're going to come out of this stronger than we went in. After he's tried you through the fire. You're going to come out stronger and you're going to come out as pure gold. And these attacks that the enemy put on you in 2022, you're going to come out better than you went in. He he might as well not even have touched you because God is going to give you double for your trouble and you'll never have to go back. Some of you all the enemy attacked your finances in such a way <laughs> that you thought you were going to lose it all. And you only walked away with just a little a little minute piece of what you had. God said, "I'm going to bless you in such a way, fortify you and put a fortress around you that the enemy cannot penetrate in 2023. That he won't be able to do nothing." And people are going to be given to you exceedingly abundantly, pouring into you in such a divine way. You're going to look up and say, "But God, ha But God, you're going to have a but God praise. I'm telling you, eh You're going to have a but God praise. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be so overwhelmed with fear and worry and turmoil that you're going to say, But God brought me out. You're going to say, ha, 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 ha. The devil meant it for evil, but God. He tried to attack me, but God. I've seen victory after victory, but God. My finances took a dive in 2022, but God. In 2023, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. God allowed me to get on the other side of through. But God, he's going to give you a but God praise. Amen. So I would admonish you. It's all right. Don't you feel no guilt or no condemnation that you didn't follow us through day one through day four? Come on, jump on in. Y'all know how they do in double dutch. Just rock your way on in. (laughs) Get your position and jump on in. We got you. There is a wave of depression sweeping our nation. I heard a statistic the other day that said, That depressions, uh, uh, no, specifically it says suicides. Suicide rates increased 30%. 30%. There was a 30% increase, and I believe they said, over a two-year period. So they're tying this to... the traumas experienced as we have gone through this COVID era. And so I began to ponder that thing and look back and say, over the last 20, I'm I'm sorry, two years, we have increased our focus in the body of Christ on idolizing things that have nothing, to do with God. We have fallen off of our post. We're doing things our way and not God's way. We're feeding our flesh. We're fueling our flesh. We even created gospel uh, uh, icons and idols. Can you believe it? pastors and preachers that we idolize. Aren't you glad God has taken the scales off of your eyes? There are so many people vulnerable to becoming reprobate, to having a reprobate mind. And what that means is being given over to yourself, your fleshly desires, your own understanding, your own wisdom and blocking you from visibility into who God truly is that would prompt you to repentance and change. The danger of having a reprobate mind is that you are on a path to hell. (laughs) On a path to hell. It ain't nothing you can do about it once you get to a reprobate mind. And so that's why we uh, encourage you not to practice sin, because the more you practice it, the better you're perfected. And as you perfect it, you become Desensitized to the consequences of your sins, and it causes you to repeatedly uh, uh, pursue a lifestyle that is incongruent to God's will. And it sets you up to be hell bound, to be separated from God, Because God cannot be connected to sin. He is calling us to be holy and righteous, upright. Don't you be deceived by the enemy into making you believe that any and everything can go. I told y'all, gifts come without repentance. Talents come without repentance. Our abilities oftentimes come without repentance, but the Holy Spirit, the anointing, comes at a cost. And that cost, while it was paid on Calvary, we know that there is something that we have to do in our part because faith without works is dead. And so sometimes the anointing comes with the crushing and oppressing and God extracting the oil out of us. Jesus even told us, he said, through his suffering, he learned obedience. Some of us have suffered so much, and I'm telling you, (laughs) we at the head of the class up, we done learned our lessons. We done learned obedience. And it's not to say that we don't have more to learn. But baby, when I tell you, through our suffering, we have learned to trust him. In those valley experiences, uh, uh, sorrow became our greatest companion because it taught us how to pray. It taught us how to rely on him. It taught us how to depend on him. I'm telling you, the very first time, when I had a conscious understanding that there is no man on earth that I can rely on beyond the God that I serve. I'm telling you when God began to harden the hearts of those around me so that he could get the glory, he said, no man will get glory over me, not in your life, because I need you to tell others That I am a true and living God. And if you did it by your will and by your might or by others, it would be questionable. I want you to have credibility in your walk. (laughs) I'm laughing because some of the things that I've gone through in my life that taught me that God is a real God. And that all you got to do is cry out and call on him. When I look over my life, I'm telling you, there have been times that I just knew that there was no way I was gonna make it through. And God said, I'm gonna make a way out of no way. And the very first time I became conscious of that fact, when I was depending on man, to fix my circumstance, fix my situation to make it happen. And I looked to man above God. And man said, "In my self-centered narcissistic tendency in my flesh. Yeah, I made a commitment to you. Yeah. I got you in the in the 11th hour. Depended on me to bring you through. But guess what? I'm going to abandon you without any regard. Baby, when I tell you I had to drop to my knees. And ask God to to change and turn that situation around. And God showed up and showed out. I was listening to somebody uh, the other day. They were doing an interview, and I can't remember who because sometimes I just watch um, different podcasts or different feeds uh, of people, ministers, talking. But this was, a, this was a man of God, and he was a minister, and they were asking the question. He said, do you remember when you first heard God's voice, audibly heard God's voice? And so he began to share his testimony and, and it 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 made him emotional because it was almost like yesterday. He could he could recall and recant that that time. And so it made me ponder. And and while it this may not be the first time I heard the voice of, of the Lord, but it was the first time he got my attention and it shifted our relationship. I'll never forget, I was, I was attending uh, the Word of Deliverance. And this is since I've been here in Cincinnati. And I was attending the Word of Deliverance, and I'm telling you, I was going through so much. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was going through a lot at that time. And I was about ready to get into my pity party. You know, coming to the church they and using me up, treat me like I'm nothing but the help. Nobody really, truly embracing me the way that I uh, thought that I should be embracing. And I'm always, Lord, why is this happening to me? Why are people treating me this way? Husband doing his thing, kids doing their thing, and my babies were younger then, so they were more manageable. <laughs> but I had, the, I had the weight of the world on my back. When I tell you I was trying to figure out how we gonna make ends meet, how I'm gonna tend to these children and and and, and, and provide, and all of these things I was going through. And I was sitting in the sanctuary. This was before we built the Family Life Center. And I was sitting in the sanctuary and and I would come faithfully. Let me tell you something about D-A-W-N. See, this is why <laughs> I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I don't know where I picked that up <laughs> But I was faithful to the church. I was there from sunup to sundown, and I kid you not. Now, I had my job and things that I needed to do, but I was there at 6 a.m. prayer. I was there in the evening, 7 p.m. prayer. I was there throughout the day, evangelism, teaching, whatever it was that I was doing in that season of my life, throughout the time that I was in that ministry, I was committed to. And so I'm I'm, I'm looking at God with all of my works and all of the things that I'm doing, almost like Cain. Look at me, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Can't you see? So if I'm doing all of this, God, why am I going through this strained relationship with my family, abandoned, rejected, treated like the outsider, the white sheep in a black family? (laughs) husband doing his thing his family treated me like crap for no reason other than the enemy getting them going through battle after battle because of who God designed me to be and I'll never forget We had uh, come out of prayer, and and Elder Murphy uh, was leading prayer on that day, and he had given me a word from God, and, and I was just sitting, and I was just crying, and I'm just there, and God arrested me. And he said, Dawn, when will I be enough? When will the fact that I love you be enough? My God. And when I tell you I heard that in the inner part of my ear, and there's something about uh, the relationship that I have with God, and I'm not saying that this is a pattern for anybody else, but this is how I know that I hear from God because I hear him in my inner ear and a lot of times there's a tingling and a, and a tangling <laughs> in my ear and I can feel the sensation of the vibration of his voice and I'm not making this up. He said, when will it be enough that I love you? My God. Mm. And in that very moment, God touched me in such a way that right where I sat, I had a true experience with Him. I had an encounter with my Lord and with my Savior. And I surrendered I surrendered the dependency that I had on myself. I surrendered the dependency that I had on man. Everything that I thought was pertinent and and prevalent in my life, I handed it over to Jesus on that day. And I said, God, it's enough. It's enough that I have your love. And while over the years, because this was this was twenty years, maybe twenty five years back, my baby was a baby, maybe she was a few years old. I always I always use that as my marker, the, the ages of my children <laughs> to remember how old I was. We all do it. You know, you live long enough. You need the markers to remind you that she was a few years old, so she, she may have been, I may have, been, it may have been 20 years ago. And I began to manage my expectations, filtered through the love that I knew God had for me. And I no longer chased, hear me, the love of man. Because I was full and understood that I had the love of God. Now don't get it twisted. The gift that God has given me, the talent, the, the 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 gift that He, the portion that He's given me, is the ability to love. He's anointed me with the ability to love, and so that that gift. Or that anointing comes at a cost. The anointing comes at a cost. And that's why a lot of times I get so broken. (laughs) People come up to me, Don, I can't believe you are able to love this one. You're able to do that. Baby, I can't either half the time. (laughs) But for some reason. Some folk can sing. Some folk can, can hoop and holler and preach well. Other folk can, can teach with ease. <laughs> Baby, What I tell you I can love without batting the an eye? And I'm talking about love in the agape. Love that is not just through words and vain, uh, 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 puffy air. But through action, I'm very careful not not to ever curse the gift that God has given me. Because I know just like any other gift, just like a diamond ring that you put on uh, uh, somebody's finger, it ain't for the ring to experience the, the, the benefit of the gift. It's for that finger to shine with the bling bling. Similar to the love that God has given me for his people. Now, does that mean that God doesn't desire that I have love? No, absolutely not. But I understood the assignment. And God uses me as an extension of his love. That's why I have to be very, very careful to exalt and extend. Uh, uh, exalt God's people to encourage them now, I have to be very careful with my words to not speak word curses over people's lives but to always be that uh voice of encouragement it's, it's just how God designed me to be he deci- he decided that that's how he wanted to use me. And it was through that encounter with him to where I heard his voice so profoundly that he had to bring me to the conclusion that he asked the question, giving me the answer. Ah, shekababasha. My God. At the same time, he said, when is it enough that I love you? When is it enough that I love you? Mm. I'm so grateful for the relationship that I have with God. I want to tell the world about Him. I want them to know that He is a true and living God and that He loves us and that is enough. It was enough for me to hear his call to my life. I think it was maybe a couple of years later that I began to pursue the Lord in such an intense way. I said, God, not only do I surrender my life to you, I'm sacrificing myself. And, 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 and to be honest, I, at one season of my life, I let the church and the ministry become my God. I replaced the church and the ministry with the relationship that God wanted me to develop and build up. And so sometimes when 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 God allows people, when he allows their hearts to be stony towards you is because you're, you know. Sometimes now, it's because you are making them your god. I looked up to and I admonished uh, my leadership in such a way that they became my god. The work and and all that I was doing for the ministry, it became my god because I wasn't praying. I wasn't getting into my word. I was following up under them, sniffing up under them. I wasn't setting aside time uh to to, to have intimacy with God. I was relying on I'ma get the word. I know Bishop gonna preach a word. I know when I come in and that and that was a conscious thing that I had in my mind, I said, because I would get, so, <laughs> I would get so frustrated with the ministry. Listen, we are we are all flawed, but I would get so frustrated with them, folks, because it was a mean spirit that was there, and I and I encountered a lot of it. Baby, you you want to know if there are some isms around you? I'm, 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 a, I'm a what's the opposite of a repellent I'm an attractor of those things and if you got that bully spirit that, that ism spirit I'm telling you if I walk in a room you're going to try to attack but sometimes God used me to smoke you out but he gives me the authority to cast you out as well But anyway, I made the ministry my idol. And so God began in a season of my life to allow the hearts of some to become callous towards me so that I put my focus back on God. I didn't know at the time, but he was shaping me and molding me. Why why am I going down this path? Because God desires to have intimacy with us. He desires to have experiences with us so that we get to know him better. So that when we come to a time and a season of turmoil or tribulation, we know who we can rely on. When we go through those valley experiences, we understand how to hold. To God's unchanging hand. When we get on the valley. On the uh, mountain high. We know not to turn our back. On the God who brought us through. God wants to take us back. He wants that foundation. And listen to me. I don't come to condemn anybody. But let the Holy Spirit convict you. And if you are not being convicted. In areas that you know, that you know, that you know, you ain't got no business doing. Because sometimes God will allow our sins to be hidden for his purpose. (laughs) Y'all know how it is. As parents, we don't let everything get out of our house. You you ain't got to know what's going on with mine's over here. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to handle it. And got to be uh, exposed beyond these four walls because I'm going to take care of it. But some folk don't have no type of sense of, of, of urgency to change. And that is an indication that you are spiritually sick. We talk about physical illness. Lately, we've been talking a lot about mental illness. But most often times, all of those things are rooted or sourced out of our spiritual illness. And this 21 day fast, God is going to visit us. He's going to show up. He's gonna allow us to have an experience with him. I would admonish you to seek God, seek his face. Seek him over these 21 days. Let him know what you stand in need of. What things do you want to see changed? What areas do you want to see God really show up? (laughs) We want God to speak. We want God to teach us. We want God to remove everything in us that ain't like him. We don't want no residuals of nothing that the enemy has. We want to love right. We want to talk right and walk right and be an example in the earth to draw others to him through his loving kindness. We are ambassadors. We are representatives of the kingdom of God. We want to be good representation. We're going to take our eyes off of this world and put our eyes on Him. Over these 21 days, I want you to tell God what breakthrough to you looks like. What is the end state, the end goal that you want to accomplish and achieve? And I I, I want you to ask God. Ask him to give you the burdens of his heart. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we're going through. We get so caught up with our trials and tribulations And it bogs us down to such a point that we fall into a deep depression because we ain't focusing on the kingdom. I'm telling you, you take care of God's work, he's going to take care of yours. You take care of his kingdom, he's going to take care of yours. You be about his business, he's going to be about yours. And it's just that simple. Don't you let the enemy deceive you into believing that those hidden things that we are doing that displeases God are acceptable because this world and the society tells us that it is. Y'all better stop smoking that weed, I'm telling you. I'm not playing with y'all. Y'all, my my son laughs at me a lot when I talk about it. But y'all, this is a weapon of the enemy. He has deceived so many, even in the church. Even in the church, I ain't gonna get on it right now. Probably going to do another podcast on it. But how dare you? How dare you say you represent God and that you're going to use the resources that he has allowed you to get under the guise of being a representative of the kingdom. And you're going to use it to plant marijuana you know that ain't right but I'm telling you it's because we have let our guard down we we, the, the intercessors the, we, we, we get so focused and bogged down on our own situations we don't forgot to check in with God does this burden your heart is this thing burdening you do you need me Lord to sacrifice my time and to pray for this world, to usher in your uh, purpose and plan by the declarations and the decrees that you have given me to speak on your behalf that what is done in heaven is made manifest here in the earth. I'm telling y'all, these 21 days is going to be a spiritual awakening, a revamp, a spiritual detox. It was a few other things. <laughs> I do this a lot, don't I? That I that I wanted to uh talk through. But but there was something that I I found, and I'm just gonna read it because I like this. I like it. I put it in the guide that I created. Uh, but there was what they called the soap. Method, the soap method. And and in my opinion, I say that this soap method is to cleanse you, to cleanse you during this fasting period. But the soap method, S O A P, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And so this is a method that I recommend as you go through this 21 day. Uh, fasting period and so I read it off to you and I won't even give my um, commentary <laughs> I'll let you figure it out for yourself all right so so scripture the the soap method s is for scripture so read your scripture prayerfully take notice of which scriptures catch your attention mark those in your Bible. And then when you're done, reread those verses that you have marked and look for what specifically speaks to you. And I want you to write it and journal it. Because in this season, we are during this 21 days, we're asking God to speak to us. We need a rain of word through his word as we read. Oh, I said I was not go do no commentary. All right. So, oh, for observation. Focusing on that scripture, tune in and listen to what God is saying to you through his word. What is it about this scripture that specifically stands out? And what does God want to reveal to you or teach you? Ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide and to show you what God is saying. All right. So that's S, scripture, O, observation, A for application. Think about this verse and think about how it applies to your life right now. Perhaps it may be instruction, encouragement, revelation of a new promise, or correction for a particular area of your life. Again, use your journal to write how the scripture applies to your life today. and P is for prayer. So we learned about S for scripture, O for observation, A application, and P for prayer. Wrap up your soap, time, and prayer. Talk to God about what you just read. This could be as simple as thanking him for revealing a truth from the scripture, or it may be asking him for greater insight or wisdom as to how it applies to your life. Remember, prayer is all about relationship. It is a two-way conversation. So be sure you not only talk, but you also listen. All right, I'm going to leave you there today. And uh, and we'll get back to it. I said I was going to start doing the prayer, and I'm going to do it. I want to give y'all some bite sizes because I know how our brain is. We we, we need to get our brains back together. So I need to give y'all some bite sizes so y'all can follow along. Amen. All right. Love you so much. Have a blessed day.